What's up, race fans, and welcome to another episode of the Pacino Report. This is the podcast with information straight out of the brain hole of the master himself, Manuel Pacino. All for you. That's him right there. <laughs> so we are episode 16, 2021. So this is the Joe Roberts episode, Smoking Joe Jr. I uh, wonder if Zenu's been to come and pick him up yet. Uh, that might be what he's doing on these summer holidays. Ah, well, but we're nine rounds in. We've just had a race in Assen, and wow, that was an exciting race. It was absolutely fantastic. Before we cut over to the master himself, Andra, did you watch the race? What did you think? Of course I did, because already it's what we're recording now, and it's Friday night, and first thing this morning, you wake up and you go, no racing. What am I going to do? What can I watch? What can I go Bad. back at? Oh, my God. No, but I'm very good. I'm COVID vaccinated. Had my, had my second had my second needle, so look out, world. Vamos. <laughs> so, Stu, are you vaccinated? No, unfortunately, I'm. Uh, no, I'm, I'm not. I'm not vaccinated. Look at me. I'm. I'm. I'm all unvaccinated. I'm. A, I'm. A, I'm a dirty transmitter. No, here in uh, here in Brisbane, where we are, there's there's a distinct shortage of vaccinations oh, because I'm under sixty, only a little bit, as you can Just. tell. Yep. Then I can't get the AstraZeneca vaccine, and we're running out of the Pfizer vaccine. So, I have to wait my turn, unfortunately. You need to get okay, that then, so we can go visit Manuel. Indeed, yeah, indeed. Then, then he can't come to Thailand to see exactly, the exactly. I'm, I'm sorry, Stu. I'm sorry. <laughs> and how oh, are you, Manuel? Too. I am fantastic. First, I have to say that we are in delay to record this because we were expecting some news to come out in Tuesday. Today is Friday, mm-hmm. but things didn't happen as we expected. So sorry for the delay, but there was a reason. That's right. That's right. So look, before we get into that, um, there is definitely a lot to talk about today. Um, We're on a summer holiday, but you wouldn't know it. There's always so much more to talk about with the summer silly season. Uh, Before we get to that, quick recap of last week. So we had the race in Assen last week. You were there, weren't you, El Jefe? What was the the atmosphere like? What was the crowd like? And what did you think of the racing? The atmosphere was, uh, you know, as normally is like normally a, barbarian, a, a barbarian camp. Mm. <laughs> yeah, because there are yes. a lot of tents and fires and people mm. drunk. And mm-hmm. it's like, but this time there were spectators allowed, but not camping around the track. I noticed no, no nobody was wearing shirts. Every time they showed the crowd, they're all topless. Not the women, oh, yeah, just the it men. Was, yeah, no, for for the Netherlands, it was um, unusual hot. It was a heat wave. Because, 22 yeah, degrees. In, <laughs> like, <laughs> like in Canada. Yeah, like yes. in Canada. <laughs> yes, but uh, yeah, the, the atmosphere, there were spectators there, but it wasn't that. Not the same. Brilliant. That, uh, but the things were turning normal. Normally, to get into the track, we need what? one hour or something like this. Mm. Now we just drove straight in. So it was pretty wow. easy. Manuel, you it's, were, it's the good part. You, you were saying just before we started recording that you actually had an opportunity to go down to the track for the first time oh. in a couple of years. Can you yeah, tell me look, what look, that was like? Andra, and- you have to, this is an experience you have to go through because I haven't been able to go to the track because of these uh, mm. restrictions mm-hmm. for the last two years. When you go down to the track, Andra, it's it's what you see in the on the screen in the TV. It's nothing to do with the reality. Yeah, you can't mm-hmm. describe it, can to, you? 
Yep. No, yep. because you when you see them so close and how fast they go and the noise, it's like <gasps> shocking. You know, I have been following them 25, 26 years. But for me, going down there and see it, it's still something that provokes yep. something that no girl can provoke. Yep, me. it, it does. Was, it makes you feel all warm and fuzzy downstairs. I was, I was <laughs> reflecting on this last week because as as our list, I think most of our listeners, unless you've just joined us recently, I have never seen a live race. I have gone from never watching a MotoGP race in my life to mm-hmm. in what, a year and a half, I'm a super fan. So considering that it might be a year or so before I get to a real race, I'm going to completely lose my shit. because <laughs> I think you will. And I'll be there videoing it. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. And I will take a big box of Kleenex. Yeah. Because we're gonna, we're you gonna need, will cry. You we're going to need nappies. We're going to need tissues. We're gonna need <laughs> I am um, going to tell you that it's big oh. emotion. We'll film that. We're going to have to film someone else. Um, Manuel, quick. Sorry, Stu. I'm going to keep asking right, questions yeah. quickly. So, Manuel, because this is new to me, can you explain to me? You said you were down near the corner on the track when Marquez did his big high side on the yes, weekend. Yes, it was Friday. It was Friday. And I went with uh, two French journalists on the track. And we were just three people on the track, apart from the marshals. Mm-hmm. And there I saw Mark's high side. What does it sound and- like? Like you hear that? Well, in this case, it was more a fly than a high side, you know, because yeah. it just, it was like, mm. it went he was ejected off that thing, wasn't he? Yeah, exactly. It was like in a jet fighter. A jet mm-hmm. <laughs> Did the electronics fail? What caused it? Well, he said, look, and I don't want to, how, how can I explain it in English? I would say that I don't believe 30, 75% of the things that riders say. Yeah. You know? And Marquez, you say it's even higher, right? No, because there is always an electronic failure. There is always a bump. Mm-hmm. There is always a... Old tires. tires. There is always something. Yep. Okay. Rarely or almost never, it's a... I, I did wrong. Right it, was, it was a failure here. It was a failure yes, there yeah. in, in the right hand. Okay. Okay, Mark, Mark yes. Mark said that uh, it was an electronic failure. And for the first time, I heard him saying that it was the same that happened to him in Jerez when he had that big right. crash. In ah. So the first time, he said, no, it's similar to what happened to me. And then he explains, he said, look, at this point of the corner, we riders we ride against the bike. So we put the bike in a situation it mm-hmm. doesn't want to be. Right. They're fighting the forces on the yeah, bike. No, they are pushing the bike to the limit, over the mm-hmm. limit. And they expect, in this point, the electronic jump in and help the riders. So it's very easy to understand. <laughs> so they get in. The bike starts to slide. Mm-hmm. Then... He just bang opens the gas and then he expects the electronic mm. manage the situation and action control out. to do the yeah. rest. Yep. And take him out of this dangerous situation. Hmm. And he said that it didn't work. So he was ejected. <laughs> yeah. It was like wow. a jet, jet, jet fighter ejected. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And for the for the first time, I saw Marcus uh, criticizing Honda harsh 
mm-hmm. harshly. Wow. You know, he said that this cannot happen because yep. blah, blah, blah. so it was he was really normally Marcus tried to be political correct, but this time he was really upset. So I think he's been listening to Paul a little bit. He's learning lessons from Paul that he can he can say those things and and there'll be no consequences. He exactly. thinks he needs to. Look, we have seen uh, high siding uh, Alex Marquez. Mm-hmm. We have seen high siding Paul a couple of times. Yeah. But as you say, after winning in in Germany, Marquez gained the right to whatever yes. he says. Mm-hmm. Yep. He got yeah. listened. Yep. Mm. yep. He's the man again. The others one may say, Paul Espargaro may say, I will get killed with this bike. Yeah. Doesn't matter. You didn't win last week, buddy. <laughs> exactly. 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 So, um, yep. I'm, when you guys are at the track watching a real race, do you hear when, can you hear when other bikes, when they fall without seeing them? It no, depends. No, no. Yeah, it depends where you are. If it if it's okay. within a couple of corners of where you are, maybe. But yeah, if it's on the other side of the track, no, you really can't. No, hear the that. noise. The noise is incredible. Imagine these twenty-two bikes on the track. Yeah. Does so, we come out when they go past? And, and it's, <laughs> no, but what it, it impresses me is how fast they go. Yeah, I can't mm. even. Because in TV, the camera follows the bike, so you don't realize the speed. Yeah. But when you are in a yeah. fixed point and you see them come and it's like, shoo, yep. they are yep. gone. So when you Especially- see them racing and they're so close and even in that, when it doesn't look like they're going so fast, you go, how do they not hit each other? How exactly. do they think it's insane, quick, but it's, it's next level. Yep. It really um, is. I'm going to cry. On the track, sorry. It, there were all, all these coaches, uh-huh. the coach of Valentino, the coach of, uh, I saw, ah, yes. Uh, Zarco and mm-hmm. some, and they stay a certain corners and with the mobile phone, they take uh, some images and then okay. these images, they put it on the computer and compare his rider ah. with other riders. Ah, right. So they're always looking for little bits of intelligence and they're, yeah, they're, all, they're the always deta- working, aren't they? Yeah, the details are so... Because look, if the difference in five kilometers is one-tenth, mm. Yeah. So you can't see it with the eyes. Yep. With the eye. So you exactly. have to film it and then slow motion and then see, look, you are going here half a meter off the line or different than the fastest one. So it's a interesting process. Yeah, indeed, indeed. So look, let's talk about the result from last week. It was a it was a Yamaha one two, first one for the year, uh, first one for quite a while. Um, and with 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 a Suzuki on the on the bottom step of the podium, like fantastic result, obviously for Fabio, um, he's really cemented his position at, at the top. Um, I really can't see personally. I can't see anybody else winning the world championship this year as the way that things are going. But I think the news there for this race, we won't talk about the, this guy with a, with another circumstance. But the news there was Vinales getting getting that podium again. It seems like he's. He's back on song a little bit there. And as exactly, again, as you said, Manuel, in, in last week's episode, it's a Yamaha track. It's going to be a Yamaha 1-2. You called it straight away. Uh, were there any real surprises for you? Or was this pretty much what you were expecting at the end of the race? Look, result-wise, it was what expected, okay? Mm-hmm. The two Yamahas. But here the story is that the rider who did last seven days before, Yep. No, let's say six days before he did the pole position six days later. 
Yeah. yeah. And in his words, he didn't change the bike. He, mm -hmm. the same bike he, he used to finish last was capable to do pole position and finish second on the yeah. track. So the scary thing for me is when they talk, when the, yeah, when the media asks him exactly that question and says, why, how, what's going on? He says, I don't know. But someone said like, he copied. How? Someone said he copied Fabio's um, settings for FP. No, look when, when he two? arrived. When he arrived on Thursday, he said, "Okay, this weekend I will race with Fabio's setup right. down uh, to the last click." So that was and his baseline that he started from. No, and reading reading between the lines, and in the tone he said this, it was like. I have complained to my team about my last position in Germany and they have told me use Fabio's Quartararo setup who is the mm -hmm. one who is winning. So he said, okay, but like this, okay, this weekend I will use Fabio's setup. So Fine. then Friday he does first position in FP1, mm -hmm. first position in FP2. So at the end of the day, the question was, have you used Fabio's setup? He said, no. I had in the garage two bikes. One, the bike uh, from Germany, mm -hmm. with uh, which I finished last, and Fabio's Quartararo set up on the other bike. I used only the bike from Germany. Wow. How, how does that even make sense? No, no. It doesn't. Uh, it, I don't know. You know the... Probably mathematics, mathematics can't explain this. It's not a math a maths matter. <laughs> no, but to have that setting and not do well. Yeah, I, I told you it's because the moon is in a different phase. That's yeah, yeah. You know that you have to all the planets have in line or something. The Maverick explains this. He his uh, explanation is always the same. Uh, as soon as there is traction, I am fast. When there is no traction, mm. I can't ride. Look, uh, I have a, a channel in YouTube, Pesino GP, I think. I did an interview I watched this morning in 2015 with Maverick Vinales as a rookie in MotoGP. Right. I did, I did this interview in Sepang. And I asked him, well, how do you expect to do? His answer was, well, if there is traction, I will do well. So this, this <laughs> hasn't speech of the, it hasn't changed in six years. Attraction, attraction, attraction. If Pluto so lines we, up with Uranus, I'm so going to win. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So he's learned nothing in six years is what you're saying, basically. Wow. That's, that's absolutely crazy. Yeah. Look, and the, and the other interesting things about the two Yamaha 1-2, it's very interesting because the guy who is behind you when he finished the race, without, without anybody asking him, he said, Okay, uh, yesterday Maverick won the pole position round. Mm -hmm. But the points are given out on Sunday. Exactly. Mr. Sunday. So, like meaning, okay, this means that he, uh, Quartararo was really touched by Maverick taking the pole position. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know? of course. So he went out and he... Uh, and then after the race, he immediately took this out. Yep. He won on Saturday, but there are no points on Saturday. Points are today. Yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly. And look, I think 
the, for, for me, the first half of that race was, was, was really what I enjoyed watching. Pecco up there with, uh, with, with Quattararo, really being able to push him. And, and, and it looked like he was going to be competitive for a while there. But then it just looked like a force of nature. He was, he was going to come past Look, him. Um, you said half of the race. There were five laps. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah, five laps. Yeah. So, <laughs> not, Look, not but half. it was so interesting because Fabio was clearly faster than Peko. But if you have the opportunity to watch the race and you didn't realize, after getting out of the chicane, you just saw from behind oh. how the Ducati pushed the bottom end what? low. No. Then bang. So it Fabio was insane like this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Fabio overtook uh, Banyaya twice at the entrance of the chicane. Mm-hmm. But then on the straight, yeah, Ducati went okay, away. you can have that. Yeah. <laughs> so Fabio was understood that if he wanted to escape, he should he had to uh, overtake before that chicane. Exactly. And this is what he did, you know, because yeah. as soon as he got enough meters, just the distance to mm-hmm. arrive at the first corner, heading the race, yep. the race was done. And this is what he did. So very intelligent. But Maverick, for example, who started from the pole position, it took him another 10 laps to get second. And he had laps. a similar battle with Zarco as well, didn't he? With Zarco basically doing the same sort of thing. But 10 laps. So what happened when he arrived, when he got second uh, in lap 15, uh, Fabio was already gone. So mm, the, yeah. the race was was done, you know. It finished. was over two seconds by then, wasn't yeah. it, the gap? Yeah, yeah. It was crazy. And, and and look, I think I, I was I was rooting for Miguel Oliveira as well. You know, we, we we love Miguel on this channel. We think the and we love KTM. But it seemed like he like he made his way forwards really well, but then he got up to fifth and he just didn't have any tire left. He, he just he just couldn't go couldn't go forwards anymore. But still a really good result for the KTM. Yeah, solid. It was a solid race. And once mm. again we saw Mr. Solid Oliveira, who does rarely uh, do a mistake. Exactly. You know, he got there. He knew today is fifth. It's good. He comes. He came from three podiums plus yeah. a fifth. Look, if you look at the last four races, I think he has done 76 points. So the uh-huh. rider who has done more points in the last four races. Mm-hmm. It's a shame the start of the season of KTM that the bike was not competitive, but now it's very solid. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And and I suppose talking about the other guys that were up there, um, Mia, obviously a, a fantastic result for the Suzuki. Do you think Aston is a track that suits the Suzuki as well? Yes, because last year, if I don't remember bad, Rins did start from the pole position. Mm-hmm. And Mir, the, one of the only moments that he started for second row. So it's a, a Suzuki track. Okay, mm-hmm. and yep. this time once again, Rins had a, an issue oh, when God, yeah. Zarco aborted. Uh, yeah, he, that was he, that was a heavy overtake, wasn't it? I, I was I was actually surprised he didn't get a penalty for that, like a long exactly. lap penalty. Exactly, yeah. I I agree hundred percent with this. Mm-hmm. You know, Zarco, but look, Zarco is most of the time involved in all the issues. <laughs> It, yeah. It, yeah, it's not a consequence. It's the way he writes, mm-hmm. you know. 
And therefore, I would love, I would love to put a microphone in this <laughs> safety commission meetings they have on Fridays. You know, yes. where probably riders say to each other what they really think. Mm-hmm. Can you drink every time someone says Jarko's name? Oh my God. Have yeah. a shot. Yeah. Well, that, that'll that'll teach them for, for for getting a homeless guy off the streets and putting him in leathers. Have you seen what Zarko? He, he looks like they got some fifty-year-old homeless guy, and just went here, wear these. We he's, were having it. We were having a discussion about his age, and I'm like, nah, he's way older. And then I looked it up and went, could be fifty. Oh my god! I seriously thought he was over thirty. Easy. Yeah. How old is he? Is he 27, 28? Um, it was like 25, 20. Let me Google. 26, oh my, maybe? That's insane. I honestly thought minimum 33, 34. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He looks like a, a San Francisco homeless. You know? Yes, there are exactly. There are, it's there insane. A lot of oh, them there. Sorry, he's 30. He was, <laughs> there born we go, in, he's 30. he was born in 1990. Oh, oh geez. All right, cool. Yeah, great. The, the year Ed, I started Ed, work. Did you hear Dramir uh, after the race talking about Jack? No, tell us. No, look how interesting. He said, well, I can imagine that Jack will be upset with me today. Mm-hmm. Oh, they had another he said, bump. Yeah, oh, but he said, yes. Yeah, but he said, I am sorry. I am sorry, but with the bike I have, I have to ride this way to get yep. forward. Okay. Fair and enough. He said, yep. he said with the bike I have, the speed I have, the only way I can overtake is by block passing. That's yes. right. I okay. do. Yeah, yeah, fair yeah, enough. Yeah, then yeah. You, yeah so, you're slowing you're slowing the Ducati's momentum out of the corner as well. If you're block yeah, passing, block yeah. passing, Andra, is very simple. Yeah. Block passing is basically you occupy the place or the the the, the area where the other rider thinks in going to. Yeah, yep. Sarko Just, does it all the time. I know exactly what you mean. Oh, Sarko, Sarko is different. Sarko <laughs> come in and hit. Is that what he? With, is that what Zarko did to Anaya coming into the grid the other week? Yeah. Well, that is a. Uh, I don't know how. Not to call it. It. No, yeah. No, there's no, no, there's block, yeah, block passing, passing, and then there's being is very interesting. Yeah. The block passing is you don't need to be faster than the other guy. He's got to stop them. You get in the place he's going to, and then yep. both have to stop. Which there must exactly. be a fine line there because I know that you know you can't cut off the line of another rider. That's not allowed. But block passing kind of is doing that, isn't it? So, sort of. Yeah, there, you're right. There, there is a difference. And sort of what Zarko did to Rins is, for for my opinion, that's over the line. That is that is yeah, just no, because occupying if I remember space. well, what Zarko did, he just switched in the line, you know, but mm. I mean, the other was in the corner and then he just hit him or pushed yeah. him out. Yeah. The block out passing the is you, there is a line and then you simply don't do the line. You do another line mm-hmm. and then you have to stop the bike to turn it and this blocks everyone. It's yeah. So it's like a square turn, but you square off the exactly. turn. Yeah. And but this- in, in doing that, you've stayed inside of the rider you're going around. So you force them to go wider and wider and wider. So they're even further off the line. So you've squared them off as well. Mm-hmm. So they're having to turn, which means they've got to slow their bike down and go around the corner and go. So you've, yeah, with the Ducati, and, and, you've slowed the momentum. And the block passing, there is no need to touch the other rider. Exactly. And Zarko touches constantly other riders. <laughs> yes, he yeah. does. Yeah, yes, he does. He- <laughs> Maybe he, he didn't get hugged the... enough as a child. So he's got to get... 
<laughs> he craves physical contact, oh. but he's always up there. You know, we we talk we talk yeah. about Zarko and 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 look for all for all those watching and listening. You know, there is not one rider on the on the on the grid that that we you know we 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 don't like. We love all these guys maybe. and we respect them. <laughs> don't lie. No, no, we do. We we respect these guys amazingly yeah. for what they do. They are so bloody brave every single week going out and doing this. Um, but there are there are also some riders that we have a bit of a laugh and a joke about now and again. And and yes, Zarko is one of those. I am He's a, a bit Zarko supporter. For a French I definitely I do like Zarko. Yes, yeah, of course, of course we do. And and look, like we say. He's up there, you know. He he yes, he's he's, a bit, you know, he's second in the championship. Mm-hmm. That's right, you know. And and he's he's not lucky to be second in the championship. He's there because he's riding bloody well. He's he's yeah. doing very and very well. He, he's not doing the mistake. He did a mistake in Portugal, remember? Yeah. And he learned the lesson. And now he realizes that when he has to do fifth, he does fifth. When he has to do second, he does second. Mm-hmm. So exactly. he doesn't get overexcited. And this is called experience. You know. Exactly. Are, we go- exactly. are we going through all the riders, or are we just making special mentions? No, I think I think we'll just we'll just stick with some special mentions. Realistically, I want to I, I want to get to talking about the the the, the silly season stuff. But uh, I mean, I think for me, they were the key highlights that I saw from the MotoGP race. Andrew, anything else that really stood out for you? Yes, Taka. Takasan finished in ninth. He sort of he's been having a bit of a hard time staying on the bike, mm. and it was he just seems like he he's was up of... there in second and third as well for a long yeah. time. He was doing yep. really well for a long time. Yep. He mm. ran out of tire, I, I think, didn't he? Yep. No, he he just at a certain point he went off the track. God. Uh, yep. I thought his tire. And then he came out. back, and then he came back behind Mark Marquez. Mm-hmm. And he, you know. He will never in his life overtake Mark Marquez. <laughs> never. Because you he know? can't. Can't overtake the boss. Because <laughs> of creating an issue, creating a problem, yeah. because of respect, call really? it whatever. But yeah. Yeah. Forget exactly. it. Kick yep. your grandma Forget over it. and run her over. That's it. Says. Got to have the mongrel. Yeah, yeah, but this guy was born somewhere down there. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. Respect. And Taka was born a little bit more in the north. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. 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 And and yeah. what about you? Any anybody else that really stood out for you? Oh it's- yeah, yeah, absolutely. We have to super underline Mark Marquez. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Remember, he started twentieth, all the way back there. Yeah. <laughs> third last, third last after mm-hmm. two crashes, one on Friday, another one on Saturday. Yep. Yeah. In the first lap. Look, when he went out, he told his team, guys, I don't know if I'm going to finish the first lap. Wow. Because he's just going <laughs> to... He took seven riders, seven. Yes, in, yeah. the, in first the first corner. He was, <laughs> yeah, he just dive-bombed. So that's why he said, and then seven, this is position 13. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then along the race, he finished seventh. Yep. So, Fantastic performance. Mm. Uh, his lap times at a certain point were the same that uh, the head of the race. So in the race, he could have pointed uh, for podium, I'm sure. Mm. This means, in my opinion, that after the summer, we will have uh, 100% Mark Marcus back. Juicy, juicy, juicy. Nice. Love it. Yeah. Love is, it. Was, is Fabio having some um, trouble? There was a mention about his right arm. Ooh, oh, where yeah, he had he, arm pump surgery. Yeah. No, no. Yeah, he had arm pump, but he said 
strange. He said that he had problems on the triceps. You call triceps? Ah, yeah, yeah, triceps. Okay, wow. Triceps from all the, the golf swinging. <laughs> and but this is something I have never heard. And he said because there are a lot of change direction with the gas open mm -hmm. in in Asen, and this creates an enormous. Um, need of strength you know because yeah, yeah. i was gonna say when the force change, and the pressure of, of doing that yeah with, when you with are that momentum open, yeah. and you change the you try or you you pretend to change the the direction mm -hmm. the bike is pushing You're just the other that. way you are going and this at 200 the force 30, of the engine turning yeah mm -hmm. yeah this is uh, you need to put a lot of power to do this mm, you know and exactly. for the whole race we do have to mention his golf swing at the end. Oh though. My that God. was bloody hilarious. <laughs> I saw I saw his golfing things on social media. Did he go play golf with Alex Lowe's? Yeah. And um, that was funny enough. And then it was like, oh, my God, you're not. And you see the ball heads towards the track while there's people still yes. going around. Like I saw that. I was like, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> safety, safety, safety. I think that, that, gets, that gets our first face palm of the week for that one by itself. So, for, so Fabio, this guy here. Just for your really bad golf swing and endangering the safety of others. <laughs> Yay. And I know we've got another one coming up as well. So, all right. Um, let's let's move on to, to Moto2. We'll just very briefly mention, um, again, KTM killing it in Moto2. Um, Remy and Raul, it really is the the R&R &R show. Dream this, team. Yeah. The dream team. Uh, another great performance from both of them, don't you reckon, Manuel? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, no, both are in another galaxy. In fact, they they are making the races boring, you know, because yeah, um, stuff, it was stuff. it was good to see the the VDS guys up there and having a bit of a fight. I'd love to see more of that. Yeah, Sam Lowe's has clearly slowed down or controlled his his performance on track, and it seems that now his mission is finishing races, you know, because mm, yes, his DNF has his. Um, how do you say his um, uh, his DNF for this season have been completed already? Mm -hmm. Yeah, he can't afford to have any more. <laughs> exactly. And, and between, and... Uh, sorry, I just want to underline. Come on, see the Yeah, what he said. Degenerated back into Spanish. No, 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 no. Because um, just being with two Aussies like Remy. <laughs> yes. I want to underline. Uh, I think I said it the other day. You know that Remy signed in Germany a plate mm -hmm. with 200 Grand Prix mm -hmm. in Moto2, yes. right? Yep. 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 200, no? Yes. Mm -hmm. Raul has nine. Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. It's insane. It's not because he's Spanish. It's just a cash. Is, are you no? having a shot at Australians here or yeah. are you just making it? <laughs> Yeah, he, yeah, he is. Yeah. Oh, what's that? Oh, the lines, the lines, really bad, Manuel. Oh no. Oh, I hear you. <laughs> and and for all, all gonna those make fans a... of the show, I just want to, I just want to quickly, quickly say that yeah, Jake finished 18th as well. He's a very good fan of the show. Uh, there are some rumors going on about him that we will talk about later on. Um, and yeah, and Sam finished in fourth. Sorry. Um, no, yeah, I was Andrew just going to say that Raul and Remy are going to make a nice team in MotoGP, I believe. Yeah, let's talk a bit more about I that. I think you you are in words of Raul, you are ninety ninety percent wrong. Yeah, no, but that's my opinion. Ooh, here we here we go. Here we go. 
and um, Digia, who who we know is going to be in in the in the top class next year, had a DNF as did as did Joe Roberts. I was really really sad to see uh, Jr. go down. Oh, that yeah. I wanted to cry for him. He just cannot cut a break. He can't, can he? That it was shocking. It was shocking. Okay, let's let's move on quickly. Moto three. Um, so yeah, Dennis Foggia, another another great result from from Dennis Foggia. But before we talk about the race, what the hell was happening in FP three? Did you see any of that, Manuel? Was there much no. talk about those guys going over the line? The checkered flag was already out. The lap didn't even count, and they were still oh, racing yeah. to try and get a fast lap in. Came around the last chicane. Oh, crash. Someone took out Pedro Acosta and then ran over the top of him and he spent the night well, in hospital. Did, oh he my God. Fall, did he fall oh, off or did someone hit him? It was Acosta who was who, who responsible of the accident. Right. Okay. Damn. Adam and I go. argued oh. about this all weekend and he was like, that was unsafe and that was his fault. And I was like, nope, he didn't do anything wrong. I'm sure that it was someone else. And now he's going to listen <laughs> to this perfect. and go, Manuel said, and I'm going to have to say that I was wrong. <laughs> All right. Yes. So, he, yeah, was there much of a, a he, throwback to that? He got too hot. In, in the, the, the checkered flag has already went down, right? Mm-hmm. So he got too hot in that chicane without need, and he pro- he. Why he were they going promoted. so fast? But they, they were all doing it. There was a whole group of six or seven of them. The, the checkered flag was out when they went over the line that last time, and they all kept racing. Again, this comes down to race direction. They get they get halfway around that lap. They can see those guys are still on the gas. You need to put a red flag out there and stop those guys. Claro. Yeah, yeah but, you know, uh, and he was not even penalized, no? No, mm. nothing. None of them were. Realistically, if, if that was me in race direction, the lot of them start the race from pit lane. Yeah. All right, I have another yeah. issue with um, race direction. Go on. Darren Binder. Oh. Why the... Bloody hell, did he lose? (laughs) Why did he lose three places? Was it? I'm still confused what happened. I think he went out of the track limits on the last lap, which didn't, and the way he did it, there was no benefit. He didn't get in front of anyone, and you just saw him drop one position, two positions, three positions. If I was him, I would have told him to get fucked and walked out. Yep. You know what? What happened? I think think he did it. I think. You yep. could read in his lips something. Yeah, he told like the camera. Yeah, he looks at the camera. He's like, why, why three? What on earth? Why you know three why? spots? Because, because when when they look down at the magic eight ball that they had that makes decisions <laughs> I was waiting for them, for a serious answer then. And and they shook it. It said three positions. That's that was he. That was bullshit. Yeah, it was. He's so unfair, you know, so unfair. And he's not having luck this season because he started like one of the candidates for the title, clear candidates, but he has had so many issues. um, He's riding so well. Yeah, Yeah. but you you have a look at the things that have happened. As you say, Manuel, it's been bad luck. It's been not his fault. It's been a terrible season. I think at least he, he, he knows that. He must know that. He can all he can do is control those things around him that are within his control, and and don't worry about the rest. Um, so yeah, and, and, and look for for Pedro spent the night in hospital. I didn't think he was even going to um, going to going to make yeah, it to well, the race. Hang on, he's on the track. <laughs> yeah, he didn't even didn't even make qualifying. So he started to, you know, from the back of the grid somewhere and finished where fourth. 
fourth. Oh my god, absolutely crazy. So yeah, I think really, Maverick. Really good. I reckon Maverick should um, go to Moto Two with Pedro Acosta and learn from him how to ride a bike. <laughs> There we go. Yep. <laughs> give, give him some training wheels. There we go. And in the world standing in Moto3, still 48 points ahead, but Foggia and Garcia are getting closer. So that's yeah. come the end of the season. That's going to be really interesting, I think. Yeah, that, that bike of that Leopard team, mm. so fast. Mm. Oh, yeah. On fast, on fast tracks, it's a yep. winning bike. Yep. Ask, no other ask bike. Mir about that. I was going to say, well, Massia did better on that bike last year than he's doing on his bike this year. Massia. Yeah, he came 20th, by the way. Masia's problem is number 37. Yes. Yeah. He's, he's in there. He's in there. Yeah. Yep. Like, Ma- like Maverick's problem is number 20. Mm-hmm. 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 That's exactly right. That's exactly right. Okay. Oh, look, let's, um, before, we, before we get too deep into anything else, let's, uh, yeah. Oh, my goodness. That's cool. Let's, let's do this. Let, let's, let's talk, oh talk God, about this stuff. Where do you start? Oh, exactly. Where do you start? So, look, realistically, um, there are things that we know, aren't there, Manuel? There are decisions that have been made. There are some moves. We, we know that that seat's open now. We know that Vinales is not going to be um, at Yamaha Monster Energy team anymore. Um, we know that the new Grazzini team is going to be um, Bastia and, and Digia. We know there's no change at LCR. We know there's no change at uh, Ducati Course. We know. Hang on, hang on. Hey, oh, 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 I've gone too far. I've gone, I've gone too far. All, all right. Okay, put the in, in brackets, Ducati. Continue with the rest. Right. Oh, all right, all right. Um, so what? KTM, factory KTM team. We know that's going to be as hey, is. We know, bracket, oh, bracket, oh, another bracket, Oh, Jesus. Bracket, all right. All right. We think we know. Um, so we think we know. I'm a bit apprehensive now for all of I think of we this. should stop. Yeah. Oh, well, <laughs> we, we, we think we know that the, the HRC factory team is going to be the same. Memory. Yeah, it should be. Yeah, yeah who sure. Wants to, hey. Who wants to go there? Who yeah, wants to go yeah, there? Oh my Nobody. God, exactly. That's why. Oh, so LCR and, and HRC, they're the only ones that are set pretty much. Um, yeah, Suzuki, don't even get me started. That is not fixed. I, ha- no, I, have, no a way smell, I have a smell that something can may change at the yeah. blue team. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, yeah, Yamaha again. Yep, I person. that's not right. No, that, that's all over the place. Uh, once we come over here, Pramac, as all my information tells me, that that's still stay. correct as yep, well. Yep. That will stay. Um, and we know that what th- that Remy is going to be at the Tectoire team. So... Manuel, El Hefe, oh, my, oh my God. God. Where do we start? Oh, also, the, the VR46 team. So I think they're 99% certain it will be Luca Marini and Marco Bedzecki. Does that and sound Valentino right Rossi. That? I see that the broccoli is growing a lot down under. <laughs> so well, first, first question, VR46 Aramco team. Who do you, who do you see there next year? Look, to try to understand this puzzle, how do you call it in puzzle. English? Yeah. Puzzle. Yep. There Maybe is one. Yes. Do you ever play, do people in Europe play pin the tail on the donkey? Is that a game Sorry? all over the world? Pin the tail no, on no. the donkey. You get a, you get no. a picture, of a, a, you get a picture of a donkey, you. you put a blindfold on, you get the tail and you go up to it blindfolded and you put the tail where you think it needs to go. Is that how they pick the teams? That's basically what they do. <laughs> They just have a rider and a blindfold and they go thunk, thunk, thunk. Sorry, uh, continue, which, Manuel. With with which tail? Oh, yeah, exactly. Which Whose rider? tail they are they using? <laughs> uh, so go on, Manuel. 
Okay, so to try, look, to understand what's going on is impossible. And things that are happening in this moment may not get exactly. uh, yep, yep. done. Yeah, because things are, things are in are. discussion, they're yeah, in yeah, flux yeah, look, at the moment. When I start, you will, you will understand. The, the most important thing is to understand that the one who has provocate, uh, provocate this um, tsunami mm -hmm. is uh, Maverick Vinales yes. by cancelling the contract he has with Yamaha, but for 2022. Mm -hmm. Question. So we will continue him racing this year. He's in. He's under contract for an extra year. Does someone have to pay Yamaha out? Like, is there a lot of financial? Do they just go right, cut off, off you go, and they save five million euros or whatever? Or does does someone have to pay it out? Look, the the official. There is no official version, but I can imagine that it has been a agreement. Uh, Maverick has resigned after right. he says that after what happened in Germany. It was a disaster. He doesn't trust anymore. He doesn't trust that Yamaha can give him what he needs to get to a champion, right? Yep. So he asked Yamaha to quit that contract. Yamaha, obviously, the only thing that what they can do is a applause. Yep. Because <laughs> Maverick has the second highest contract in the, is someone in the else, No one else is going to pay him that much, are they? No, but he doesn't care. It's not about money. Okay. So he gave up a contract that is... I would say between around 8 million a year. He just g gave it away. Mm -hmm. And Maverick is not acting, uh, thinking in money, not at all. Yep. Yep. Okay. So he says he quits. And now all the speculations start. Right? To where he's going to. The first option was Aprilia. Yep. Up there, yes. And it's interesting. My question is, if Maverick leaves Yamaha because he says that Yamaha wasn't, has not been capable to give him what he needs to win, and we are talking about Yamaha, mm -hmm. do you think or can be expected that Aprilia has the... Not a the world championship for, winning bike in 2022. Okay, then continue with Aprilia. Aprilia, in my opinion, has a big interest in having Maverick. Why? You know that Aleix and Maverick were teammates here in the Suzuki team in the past. Yeah, of course they were, weren't they? They were. Yep. And being teammates, uh, Maverick was always much faster than Aleix. If yep. I was Aprilia, I would say, hang on, Maverick is clearly faster. If we bring in-house Maverick, we will have Aleix's result improved by a much better rider. And this mm. means starting to five in top five every race. Yep. This could be the thinking, right? I think that if I were Aprilia manager, I would think in that way. Mm -hmm. Okay, option Aprilia. I can tell you, look, what I tell you will sound science fiction, but it's absolutely true. Tuesday, yes, it's <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> it's a broccoli situation. Uh, it's probably spot on, though, so keep going. Tuesday, Madrid. 
this guy who is talking went to a cafeteria to have a coffee mm-hmm. in Madrid downtown. And suddenly I hear two guys behind me on her, how do you say, very well dressed with a tie, you know, like uh, executivos, no? Yes, yeah, yeah. businessman, yep. Businessman, blah, blah, blah. very cool business. The opposite of a biker. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so not like Zarko. Uh, yeah, like more or less. So I was there having taking my my cappuccino, and suddenly I hear two guys behind me talking about Ritz and Vinales. So suddenly my my radar, you know, is like I just was looking there, <laughs> but every time closer to this guy. So this guy were for monster. Stu. Ah, yeah, yep, monster. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rins is a monster rider, and here they are monster riders. Do you see the monster of Rins? Yep, he's got it just, just there. Yep, that's it. They were talking about swapping places, Rins and Vinales for next. Mm-hmm. Did they have any idea they were sitting near a MotoGP journalist? <laughs> Clearly not. not. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> now I realize that I should have taped it on my iPhone, but yes. I did. Talking to this. <laughs> so they were talking now because and because Maverick, he would like to go to Suzuki. Back to Suzuki, yep. It's an option where he, when he left Suzuki, he felt he felt sad because he left Suzuki saying that he wanted to go mm. to a winning bike team. Mm-hmm. Okay. But he, the door were always open. So they the monster people were talking about switching the two riders. So what did I do? I phoned to Suzuki. Yep. Immediately. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you went, hang on, here you guys talk to this. <laughs> 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 so I told them, look, I know I didn't explain them the situation because it would have sounded weird. But mm-hmm. I know I said, hey, I know that in Monster, there is a talk about switching riders. And then they said, ah, we don't know nothing. I said, okay, you don't know, but I know. <laughs> <laughs> so they said to me, no, probably they didn't know. They said to me, but in any case, Monster has not the right or the power, yeah. nor in, in Suzuki nor in, mm-hmm. in Yamaha to do this operation. Okay, mm-hmm. that's right. It's the team that decide. But this situation is in the air, you know? Yeah, it's sure, still an option. It's got them yeah. talking now. It, yeah, like you say, it's in the air. It's up there now. It's been started by somebody. It might have been started by those Monster Energy guys, um, but it's out there now. And then the third option is Maverick moving to Ducati. Yes. I tell really? you something. This yes. Came? I tell you something. Look, I did a long, long, long interview with Gigi Dalinha last weekend. Fantastic interview, by the way. And one of the things we talked about was the Lorenzo, Jorge Lorenzo experience in Ducati. Mm-hmm. And I'd ask him, uh, Gigi, you were disappointed that the, the project failed. He said, of course. He said to me, look, how how pragmatic, you know the word pragmatic? Yep. Okay. How pragmatic Gigi Dalinha thinks. He said to me, look, we took Lorenzo because we were not able to take the fastest guy. So we went to the second fastest guy. Very cool. Okay. And then he explained me the situation. But following this thinking, 
if you go to Ducati, they have six riders. Just one of them has won a Grand Prix. Who is yeah. Jack? Jack, yep. Banyaya hasn't won the MotoGP Grand Prix. Zarco hasn't won. And the other rookies, you can imagine. Yeah. So in Gigi Dalinia way of thinking, now he has the opportunity to take probably the third fastest guy on the grid. Mm-hmm. The fastest is yeah. Mark. The second is Fabio. And I would put Vinales with all his mental stories. But as a rider, he's number three, clearly. So if he's free, why don't do an effort to, to get him in? And I, to this, I add the following. Davide Brivio has told me one million times, one million times when we have spoken about Vinales, he said to me many times, if Vinales were in Ducati, we would make him be Mm-hmm. up there every week. Yep. Yeah. So a champion, I don't know, but be more mm-hmm. consistent, you know, mm-hmm. because they they said no, because we are a family, because we mm-hmm. have, we know that, 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 that. And this is the situation. So at this point, you know, we, I, we don't know what Mark is going to do, but he has all these options open. So how, like, there's obviously a lot of political things at play and he's going to get a different lot. offers and things. So look, because when... another, another thing, Sorry, another thing. If he goes to Ducati, where do you think he would go? I, it's got to be, well. It's got to be that team, hasn't it? That's that's where that's where the spot is. Or do they do they shift um, Jorge Martin to to here and put him in Pramac? On your right, on your right, over here. Really, really. So I you asked move, you something. You move, you move Bagnaia over here, do you? And then put him in there who, with, who, with Jack. No, 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 no. Who's who is the manager of Peko Bagnaia? Oh right, okay. Who is the manager of Peko Bagnaia? Is it the same the same guy who's the manager of Vinales? Is it? I don't know, no. but will he go to VR forty six? Isn't he a VR forty six dude? He's a VR forty six rider. Yeah. So he would he shift over here then? Is ah. it and leave Bezeki for another? That's what that's where. And if we can go to that now with Bezeki, there's there's with a lot of this is quite high possibility that he won't come up. Has he signed his contract? Bezeki has not. Uh, he's not the owner of his future. No, and that's where, like, obviously, then if he doesn't get signed next year, that they then have the possibility of losing him to someone mm. else the year after. Or, look, but that's too far look. ahead. Peco Bagnaia, Luca Marini, Franco Morbidelli. And they are 46. Their future is not. They are not just. In their hands. Uh, yeah, there are just a car that we put in here, you put yeah, in there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you understand? Yeah. So they so everything is messed up. Then we go down to Yamaha. Yep. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Morbidelli has signed already with Yamaha for 2022. So mm-hmm. you have to put this 21, you have to push up and put in the Alongside Fabio Quartararo. That's the one thing I really hope does come to fruition. Yeah, so do I. That would be shit if that didn't. So now in the green team you have on your right, they need to look for two riders. Mm Mm-hmm. Hmm. Who? There have been a lot of talks. You know, Jake Dixon is a... Yep. Is that real though, or I mean, 
the, yeah, his results look, don't I, really seem to. He needs to do results. He needs yeah. to do results. Jake is a special request from BT Sport. Yeah, yeah. He's not, he's not he knocking need, the door down though, is he? He needs to do results, so he has yeah. half of the season. And it's if there's results come in this half of the season, nobody will remember the first half yeah. of the season. Yeah, true. I think they need to win win one race, and that changes yep. for him, doesn't it? But then, and yeah. if they who put, else? Yeah, let's let's say they put Jake in there. Who it's else? It's got to be gonna... someone up there. Like you can't put someone that's okay for that level, and then put someone else that's okay for that level. But would that would that be a Rins move? Maybe. I don't think so. I would say they, they, you know, they have been, because um, Petronas has said very clearly that they will return to their policy of um, building up young riders. Darren Binder. They, there are a lot of talk. Darren, uh, no, Darren Binder, no, no. Why not? No. <laughs> all, all the way from Motor 3 to Motor GP straight away. Didn't Jack Miller did that, did Jack Miller, yeah. No, no, but this won't happen. No, but look, there you can put the names. There is a long list, you know, Gerl, Gerloff, no? Gerloff, yep. yeah. Yeah, Gerloff did very well, and he's uh, he's American, so mm-hmm. it's an interesting passport for the show. Yep. The Turkish guy, which name you only can pronounce. Toprak Razgatlioglu. <laughs> No, he's he's signed with World Superbikes. He he's has off, he, exactly. he's he's off the list now. That's right. Um, yeah. he's what, about what about Chavi? What about Chavi? Chavi's too 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 old to come in a MotoGP. Chavi who? Chavi Vieja. Yeah, exactly. He he won't look. Let me tell you something. He's a, you know Raul yeah, Fer- Raul long. Fernandez. Raul Fernandez uh, got an offer from Yamaha. Two years contract plus one. Wow. Okay. The offer was first year in Petronas team, mm-hmm. second year in the factory team. Mm-hmm. Uh, Raul Fernandez got an offer from Aprilia. Two years contract. First, the idea was to put him on Gresini team, who was mm. supposed to be yep. Aprilia, but has signed with Ducati. When they realized that, they offered him the same alongside Alessio Spargaro. That empty seat mm-hmm. there. Right. Okay. Raul Fernandez. Mm-hmm. Hang on. Let me go my... <laughs> I want all the answers now. Yes. <laughs> okay. So what happened? Raul had the offer from Aprilia, from Yamaha, and then KTM get very much upset. Mm-hmm. So they went to the, uh, the head of the championship and told him, look, this can't happen. We invest so much in young riders so much we have this rookie cup we have uh, yeah. rah, rah, rah. Mm-hmm. so we they went straight to Carmelo exactly so at the end there was <laughs> Stu a gentleman agreement yeah, yeah. so I Dad, didn't know that they, they they're call in it, the playground no, when, when somebody pushes I don't know that uh, I didn't know that they call it gentleman agreement you know? Yeah, yeah, gentlemen. Yeah. Leave Raul alone. Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> at, at the end, Raul is, he said that he wants to stay another year in Moto2. He said himself, 99% I'm going to stay in Moto2, but I have to talk with KTM this summer. Because right. Manuel, yeah. It, is it still going to happen? Like, what's your feeling? But Manuel, you just made comments before about Bezeki and other riders that they don't actually have control of where they go. Why does Raul, Raul get control of mm. choosing to stay? Or is it because he's not affiliated with though that 
specific group. No, 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 no. But look, no. Look, this situation in the R46 is very complicated. Okay. It's, so that's, that's because, the difference. Because, no, look, you, we understand. Mafioso. No, Petronas, when they were negotiating with Valentino Rossi at, at, uh, last winter, his teammate was managed by the same person. Mm, uh -huh. Yeah. Valentino. So do you think that this person would uh, fight for Morbidelli get better stuff than so for Valentino. Oh, yeah, no yeah, way. Yeah, 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 so exactly. he was like the second plate. You know what yeah. I mean? And yeah. this happens with all. And again, uh, this guy who is Peco Bagnaia, he should go to the team of his boss. Why don't they, why, why yeah. isn't this an idea? Because VR46 gets money from Peco's contract. So if he gets out of this factor team and goes to year four, they, they the lose money. income. Yeah. You know okay. So it is extremely complicated. Very much. Right. So super complicated. Okay. So you you mentioned Raúl, and and I'm saying I said over here, I I thought he was penciled in. He's been mm. saying he doesn't want to go to MotoGP next year. Look, he said the very pressure. clear. Ninety nine percent. The because he pressure has of his asked, performances, though, surely he has to, by the end of this year. Asked, because KTM wanted to put him alongside mm -hmm. Remy. Yep. But he said, I have asked to stay one, one more year. This is good because what happened at the end of next year? All, All the contracts, contracts open. Yeah. Oh, All of them. Of so then he has the option. Honda, Yamaha, Suzuki. So if he wants to stay at KTM, he can go to the Everything. factory team. So can you tell me just quickly... Um, so generally, do they sign for? Is it a two-year period, or how yes. come? How come it's a, okay? So they all sign for that two no, years. No, all no, all no. The top riders. Okay. Ducati, for example, has signed all these riders for one year, mm -hmm. mm. and then they have the option to renew. But the option is on Ducati side. Okay. Right. But yeah, okay. A, a top rider, a top rider, he demands to have two years. Yeah, as they... Exactly, exactly. Okay. okay, so so tell me, Manuel, if not Raul sitting next to Remy, who? And do is... they only sign them for 12 months because they're going to anticipate yeah. Raul going up Does there the year after? Petrucci stay there or Bravo, they... bravo. Really? I thought that it was not an option, but yesterday night somebody told me that it could be an option, Petrucci staying another year. I think that would be fantastic. It'd be a shame if we lost Petrucci out of the out of the paddock. Mm -hmm. And I tell you more because look, uh, and that they they all work in not long term but medium term. Yeah, mm -hmm. you know that KTM has two test riders. One yep. is uh, uh, Pedrosa, and the other is Mika Calio. Mika Calio is already thirty nine. Yeah. Wow. And he's starting <laughs> to be slow. Yeah. So uh, I heard that Petrucci could be an option as a test. Mm -hmm. Nice. So maybe do, do one more year racing and then move straight into testing. More things about uh, Andrea Dovizioso, yes. right? Andrea has decided that he wants to race. Oh, really? Yes. Yeah, right there. Well, that's, the problem right is that the Aprilia is, is competitive. The Aprilia is showing to be fast, but Dovi wants... His decision is more linked to the project 
the complete project. Right. For example, you know that the Aprilia has uh, concessions, right? They can test mm -hmm. how much they want. So uh, uh, Dobby wants guarantees that Aprilia has enough resources to take profit of this concession so they can catch up mm -hmm. like KTM. Nice. Well, yeah, I was going to say do a KTM, yeah. Yeah, for example, he said, but he asked uh, Aprilia, do you have enough resources, for example, to build three different engines along a season to catch up? Do you have resources to build a proper test team with a, a black, you know, white check to hmm. test, to test, to test? So it's not only to, to ride yeah. the bike, it's yeah. what's behind. Yeah, so they, they really have to look at the holistic um, uh, implications of signing Dovi. It's not just paying him a contract. It's all the other stuff that's going to have to go along with it, which is going to cost a lot more than just that Not one contract. All, but because Dovi looks at the project, because and Aprilia has to look at what KTM did. Yeah. How fast they come. KTM started in the championship in 2017. Mm -hmm. It was before yesterday, more or less. In yeah, racing. Mm -hmm. pretty much. You know? And what did they money, money, money investing? But now they are getting what they put in. Yep, they're reaping the rewards exactly. So yeah. I'm trying to work out where would where could Dovi go? Dovi, I see him more if Aprilia fulfills what he's asking for as a test rider in mm. Aprilia. Oh, for sure. I know but... his manager, who is uh, a snake, immediately when he understood was what, what what was going on in Yamaha. Mm. He went to see the Yamaha guys. Right. Okay. And offered a, in the offered Dovi, and offered Dovi for one year. The year where 22. He said, look, and he sold perfectly Dovi. He told him, look, you have a mature rider, you have a rider that can help you to develop the bike, a rider that maybe guarantee you a stable performance. He will yep. not win. You top five, have, top six, up, yep. Exactly, it's up and down. So look how messy everything is. So confusing. Crazy. Yeah. And this is going on at the same time, for example. This with Dovizioso offering himself to Yamaha. Mm. Probably it won't happen, but it's happening. Mm. Yep. And the last thing I think you said as well, you think there might be something going on down here as well, do you? Yeah, look, I feel strange. I feel strange that you're, you're right. Oli <laughs> that Oliveira hasn't renewed. There's contract, been some. You know? I mentioned this last oh, time we recorded yep. because they there's he won. Did he no? Did he win? And there wasn't or second. And yeah, you know when he won. Oh, when he won, and, and there was, was just there was nothing no, whatsoever. It was all it was, talking about Binder. It was weird. Yeah, yeah, something there. We we don't understand. Maybe I don't know if there are talking about the contract because he has won uh, already. He's a top writer and strange, strange. And strange also is the lack of results of Brad Binder. Yeah, yeah that's mm. been really, really weird. Um, yeah. He's just really fallen off a cliff, hasn't he? Strange. I don't know. I don't know. And I have sincerely not spoken with him in the last races, so I don't know what's going on, but it's strange. Mm. It's strange that the other, his teammate, they... Every time they have been together, they have been more or less equal, you know, the same level. Yeah. Yeah. And suddenly Oliveira has like 
Kung. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so, look, we, we're just about out of time. Anything else you think you need to mention around here or you think we've we've pretty much hit the nail on the head with all the movements? Andrew, yeah, go for it. Valentino Rossi. Oh, yeah, oh, clearly. No Valentino Rossi anywhere. Look, have you read about the mess that is going around with Aramco? No, really. Aramco is the Saudi... The prince... Petrol yep. company, oil. right? Yep. Yep. Oil. The biggest company on the stock market in New York. Mm-hmm. The most, the most highest value. So it's not just a corner business, you know, on the corner. Yeah. <laughs> They've got some so, money. <laughs> so look at the story. In Italy, it's a big issue, and everybody is waiting, and nobody, no, none of the people involved are saying anything. What has happened? When came out that Aramco, you, did you see the picture that uh, making official that the VR46 team, official, right? With the bike then, and the Aramco. Yeah, and, yeah. and yeah. Aramco. So suddenly, uh, a colleague, a journalist from France Press, that is a big agency, mm-hmm. uh, France Press, got an, an email from Aramco UK, saying uh, we uh, we want you to cancel this information and you have to take it off your website and we 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 exigere how do you say we demand no we we really push and we yeah. want you to write yeah. that aramco is not involved with the team 486 and wow. we have no interest at all in MotoGP. <gasps> Wow, what? and yet the name is still clearly there. Yeah, holy, holy cow! From Aramco has two offi- two uh, offices in the world. One is in Saudi Arabia, and the wow. other one is in England. So, so you think came... they might have jumped the gun a bit? That, that this no, might no, be no, still no. in Look negotiation? Or... Look at the story. So Aramco said, so "We want an official statement that we are not involved in OGT and we don't have any agreement with VR46." <gasps> Everyone shock. Then comes another uh, statement from Tanal Enterprises. Right. Yep. Tanal Enterprises. It's a comp. It's a Saudi company that organizes the sport events. Yep. He said, "No, no, no, no. There is an agreement with Valentino VR46 and the Prince." Blah 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 blah. blah. Uh, has an agreement and so on. Look what happened. So everything is so crazy. Just casual, the CEO of Aramco was in Asen as a spectator, invited by the Pramac people Ah. who had had met him in the Formula One race in Monaco. Right. Look how it works. Look, you know, so uh, Pramac has a certain uh, presence also in the Formula One. And Mm -hmm. there was the CEO of Aramco. I have his name. I have his name somewhere written. And he was at the track. And he he knew about this story. So he went to Dorna. I said, look, we are not involved. Wow. CEO, CEO of Aramco, not the office boy, you know? Mm. So then 
the answer is yeah, but the prince says that he he is evolved. Yeah. And the answer of the guy was, do you know how many princes we have in Saudi Arabia? Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> They're like rocks. They email me all the time. Yeah. 80, 800, whatever. Yeah. So, you know, there is a super confusing situation of uh, President releases once against another. Mm. But, Stu, nobody of VR46 has said anything. Nobody of Dorna has said anything. The prince. Yep. So if communication-wise, this this situation would have been solved if on Monday a statement, the prince. Yeah. Yes, we are this and we are 46. Yeah. Yep. Nobody has said a word. Wow. Dorna has not said a word. And when they announced that uh, agreement, the photo was Ducati. Carmelo Espeleta mm-hmm. and the other guy from VR46. So at this moment in Italy, it's like, what's going on? Valentino said, said about this, he said, well, I have spoken with the prince at least eight times. Last time on Thursday in Assem. I hope he has not cheated me. But things could still change because if they can't get that Aramco sponsorship dollars, who does VR46 team go? Like they, they Look, can't bring the team. The, what I read in this story is that it's much more just a wish or I want this from the prince. Mm. Right. So you think the VR46 side of things, maybe not Valet himself, but someone in the management, you think they're pushing this out there to see what the reaction is to try and promote Aramco to get them over the line no 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 they they are caught with the trusses down they ah, didn't realize right. what there was going on they've gone off too so, early yes yes so at the end something Whoop. look there are things Whoop. that very sorry i can tell public yeah because good. i have that's okay you're just talking to us it's no fine. no no because i have a head and i want my head yeah. still yes. to be on my shoulder <laughs> <laughs> You know, yeah, good move. I, I don't want to be chopped away. Mm-hmm. Indeed, indeed. Good. Yeah, let, let's leave it there. That's a, that's, a, that's a fantastic place to leave things, Manuel. It's been absolutely amazing. Again, such an insight. And this is why, for all those listeners and viewers out there, when I say at the beginning of these, of these podcasts and vodcasts, this is where we get inside the, the master, the genius, his brain hole, or where we get past the hype and get straight to what's going on in the paddock. This is what I'm talking about, everybody. This is this is real, genuine insight that you're not going to get from anywhere else. Thank you so much, mate. Andra, any yeah, other but, any but other Stu, points? So, sorry, oh, sorry yeah, go uh, on, Memo. Yep. Yeah, no, I want to say, look, this is uh, maybe the grey part of racing. Okay, you know, because yeah. racing what fans, what they want to see is what goes on the, on the track, and this is the politics. But at the end, this is a fun in this stuff. case, <laughs> in this case is something that has to put out for people understand things that may be un- understandable. You know what yeah. I mean? Mm-hmm. Yep, exactly, I, exactly. Because I don't want, I love this, this sport. So for me, what is not nice, I 
don't want to transmit to people because people sure. should approach MotoGP as something to to have fun, to relax, to take away their problems, you know. But exactly. this is something a little bit weird politics that has has to be explained, Business. not down mm -hmm. to the bottom, but at least to have a look at the picture. That's right. Yep, we'll just dip our toe in. <laughs> <laughs> and Indeed. I do love how Manuel was telling us at the start that after how many years, 25, 30 years doing what you do, that you can still walk down beside that track and those bikes take your breath away. Yeah. Oh, yes. That's yeah, right. That's yep. fantastic. Like you say, yeah, goosebumps. Uh, I think goosebumps. Yeah, goosebumps, exactly. I think Andrew said it best when she says a little bit of we came out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just want to go to Phillip Island. I know. I just want to see this. All this wow, kind of, all wow, this kind what of stuff. Wow, what a photo. What a that's, photo. It's a great wow. picture. Look at that. That's amazing. Wow. Who wouldn't want to spend a weekend with that? Absolutely incredible. All right, guys. Look, thank you so much for, for your time again today, Manuel. It's been absolutely incredible. Andrew, before we go, have you got some messages for the viewers and the listeners? I do, but I'm very quickly, because I want to see you hit yourself in the head again. I'm going to do another yes. face palm of the week yes. that I didn't I didn't Spirit. tell everyone last week because I was a little bit embarrassed. I'll line so, it up. I can I can I can associate this to MotoGP because we all know that Rins had a little accident on his bicycle because he was staring at his phone and rode into a parked truck. And again, my husband and I had discussions about it because I said he was a dickhead and should have, you know, he's a professional athlete, should have watched where he's going. Well, yeah. I went on holiday a couple of weeks ago and I was walking through the main street of Bunbury City in Western Australia. And I was staring at my phone and I actually thought someone had hit me, but I had walked into a pole. <laughs> and I, yes. my, I dropped my phone. My glasses fell off. I almost fell over. And these people were behind me. They're like, are you okay? And I was like, I'm a dickhead. And I messaged my husband and he's like, how do you feel about what Rins did now? And I said, nope, he's a dickhead and I'm a dickhead. <laughs> and I'm a dickhead too. <laughs> well, yes, Andra, most definitely for that one. You do get my second face palm yes. of the week <laughs> and that's why i told that story i just like to see Stu hit himself um yeah, but thanks. other than that i wanted to give a big shout out to Comel, one of our she listens every week she's one of yasha's friends and um big hello to her she's been she i think i mentioned before she does up a poster each week of the races and puts a lot of the records i'm going to ask her if we nice. can share one because it's yeah oh, for sure I'm, I'm learning so many things from these people it's fantastic and making great friends across the world um our youtube's been going off these last few weeks so please keep messaging and keep sharing and go through and look at some of the old recordings we've got some great chats we've done with darren binder remy um jake dixon sam lowe's jack miller who I, I feel like we've spoken all yeah and we've got a few of those coming up again too over the summer break we'll have some more catch-ups we Good. we do too yeah i just wanted to mention yeah quickly so we would have a five-week break coming up now but we are going to be uh, dropping a few more episodes throughout that break we're, uh, we're booking in some chats with some of our good, our good friends and hopefully, fingers crossed, maybe one or two new ones. Who knows? Uh, but in the meantime, make sure you um, like, subscribe, hit us up on the socials. Make sure you hit that notification bell and, um, yeah, get out there in the, in the beautiful summer sunshine in the northern hemisphere and get, get riding your bikes. Keep an eye on what's going on in MotoGP. Manuel, I hope you have an incredible holiday, mate. We'll talk to you again over the next few weeks. But until then, yeah, get out in the sunshine, mate, and go for a ride. Yeah, look, I would uh, tell our listeners to put an X on next Tuesday. Mm. Something ah. going to come out next Tuesday. So we will we will probably meet next Wednesday to talk about something. Are you coming out in, in, your, in your bathers, Manuel? 
It's going to be a photo of Manuel in a mankini. (laughs) Like Borat. (laughs) Indeed. Cool. All right. Thank you so much, guys. guys. It's been absolutely incredible. We'll talk to you again soon. Bye. Bye. Adios. Adios. What's up, race fans, and welcome to another episode of the Pacino Report. Ah, no, stop. Try that again. Yep. Oh, that was beautiful. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Try it again. You've got to put that at the end. All right, yeah. What's a, what's a blur thought? <laughs>